Are you a female entrepreneur who wants to make a bigger impact on the world? You're booked and busy and you love serving your clients, but your time is capped. You want to do more. You often wonder how you can help more people without spending so many hours on social media, repeating content that only a handful of people will see. Well, you're in the right place. Welcome to Too Busy to Podcast. I'm your host, Rosemary Callender, podcast launch and system strategist, and I'm on a mission to help you create a podcast that connects and builds community with your audience and converts them into clients. Are you ready to leverage the power of your voice? Let's head into this week's episode. Hey there, and welcome to episode 63 of Too Busy to Podcast. I hope you are doing well. Last week, we kicked off the new season with a bang, where I kind of was a little bit harsh and said that you need to stop obsessing over podcast downloads and gave you a few suggestions on what you should focus on instead. If you've tuned into the episode already, I hope you found it helpful. And if you haven't listened yet, you're going to want to because it leads really naturally into today's topic, which is podcast stats or podcast analytics. We are going to be delving into what you should track, where to find the data and how you can use that data to grow your show. Now, as I mentioned last week, downloads are just one of the things that you should track to measure how well your show is doing. And if you can see me now, I am using air quotes around how well. And that's because how well your show is doing really does depend on what your podcasting goals are. Remember, instead of comparing yourself to others, you want to compare yourself to yourself. Otherwise, you are at risk of falling down the rabbit hole of comparisonitis. And as business owners, I know that, you know, we've all kind of been there. The online space is busy, but I don't want that for you when it comes to your podcast because you might struggle to crawl back out. So let's delve into today's episode. What metrics should you track? Well, I'm going to be sharing with you what I track for my clients every month and for this show. There are about eight to 10 different ones that I recommend you look at at least once a month. Some of them might make a bit more sense to look at on a quarterly basis and also on an annual basis, you know, woohoo, when you do get to that sort of one year mark. First, I'm going to list out what they are. And then I'm going to delve into a couple of them a little bit more in detail. So you kind of know what to look out for and the benefits of tracking those particular metrics. Let's get into it. Now, number one, I'm just going to get this out of the way, (laughs) your download numbers for your seven day marker, 30 day and 90 day. Number two are your all time downloads per month. So As every month goes on, you will see your numbers rising. You want to keep an eye on what those all-time download numbers are. Number three, the number of ratings and reviews that you receive. A caveat, not all podcast player apps allow you to leave reviews. It's only Apple Podcasts. And there's another one that escapes my mind at the moment. For ratings, you can also look on Spotify as well as Apple Podcasts. If I remember which other platform it is, I'll make sure to include it in the show notes. 
Number four, your top three episodes per month. Number five, your audience demographics. So we're looking at their age, their location, that kind of stuff. Number six, average episode consumption rate. Number seven, the number of listeners that you have. Number eight, the number of listeners per episode. So total number of listeners and also the number of listeners per episode. Number nine, the apps and devices used by your audience to tune into your episodes. And finally, number 10, website traffic. So that was a quick sort of run through for some of the, well, the metrics that I track for my show and for my clients. So let's delve into a handful of these so you can get a bit of an understanding as to why I carry out this activity. And as I mentioned, this is something that I do once a month for a couple of reasons, mainly because I don't want to leave it for much longer and then it starts to feel like a more arduous task. So if you do it every three months or six months, which seems a bit too far apart, it might feel like a lot more work. Whereas if you spend like 30, 45 minutes at the end of every month looking at this, it could feel a lot easier. Plus, you'll be able to take the information that you glean and feed it back into your show. All right, so let's start with episode downloads, specifically the 30-day numbers. So by looking at these 30-day numbers specifically, it will help you to identify which episodes are resonating most with your listeners, so which topics. And of course, you could use that information to then feed into your content strategy. So what episodes are they enjoying the most? Is there something, is there like a pattern? And if so, is there a particular topic that you can delve more into? I mean, there's so many different ways to slice and dice a topic. I don't want you to think that, you know, once you, you've you done an episode that it's one and done. There literally are so many different ways to slice and dice a topic. And maybe that's something that I'll talk about in a future episode. And then number of ratings and reviews. So as you may know, the more ratings and reviews you have, the more likely you are to attract new listeners on the podcast player apps because it signals to the directories that your show is doing well. So they'll return the favor by ensuring that your podcast becomes more visible to more people. It is my personal opinion and others might disagree with me because your outro is 30 seconds long-ish. When you launch your podcast, 100% I recommend that that is your call to action, asking for you know your audience to support you by leaving ratings and reviews. But I genuinely think that once you get to a certain number, maybe 15, 20, 30 reviews, that you might want to switch up your call to action. I'm not saying that you never ask for ratings and reviews ever again. You could include it in your episode description, you can include it in your show notes on your website. You can definitely include it in your captions on social media, right? But when it comes to your outro, you might want to switch that up and encourage them to join your community on Facebook or Circle. You might want to do something a little bit different. Now, where this data comes in handy for you as a podcaster is, again, ties in with your goals. If you have not set goals for your podcast, 
I highly urge that you do so because like business, goals are super important. They will help you create content for your show because you're using your podcast to help you to achieve those goals. So if you haven't done this already, they are key to your podcast strategy to take some time to sit down and do this exercise. And so in terms of ratings and reviews, this will feed in really well if you have a goal around audience engagement. Something else that you might want to track alongside this is engagements from social media, from your email list, wherever it might be that you are promoting your show, where people are able to leave comments of appreciation or indicators of how much they're enjoying the show, this all kind of feeds in within the ratings and reviews bracket. And this is a good sign because, as I said, your audience is able to engage with you. And that's a great indicator of how your show is doing, right? Because podcasting can sometimes feel like a lonely place. We sit down, we talk into a mic for 15, 20, 30 minutes, however long it might be. And until you get that DM, until you see that review, until you see the ratings, you're not quite sure if your podcast is landing. So as a podcast host, we feel so, so, so fantastic when our listeners engage with the content in some way. So this is a really, really good metric to track. And then we have the top three episodes per month. So this is something that could potentially change every month. I have a client who her top three episodes just continue to grow each and every month. And so we kind of talk about how can you feed into that? Because clearly your listeners love these three guests. That it's an interview style show. Clearly your audience loves these guests. So how can we provide more of what they love? So same for you. Is it a pattern? Is it around because they're all guest interviews? Is it a similar topic? What are the commonalities in those three episodes, those top episodes? It's really, really worth digging into this one every quarter so that you have a bit more data to look at. Or if you're a seasonal podcast, when you're planning for your next season, this would be a good time to look at this particular metric. And then we have all time downloads per month. So this is a good one to monitor to see whether your show is growing month on month. In the last episode, you know, I really encourage you not to obsess about your podcast downloads. And that doesn't mean that I don't want you to look at them at all. It's just that I see a lot of new podcasters really hyper-focus on, oh my gosh, how do I get more downloads? I've got 10K downloads. Is that a good number I launched two weeks ago? There's just too much hype around podcast downloads. And so for me, not saying that it's not an important metric, because it is, but I just want you to use this information in a way that helps you to continue to grow your show, which of course is what this season of the podcast is all about. So all-time downloads is a sign of seeing whether your show is growing month on month. Even if it's only in small numbers, it means that you are doing something right and you should keep going. So just keep an eye on this number. And then we have audience demographics, specifically location. So if you are a podcast, say for example, you are in the US, I'm a UK 
resident, but for this example, I'm going to use the US and say your podcast is about or related to a specific state. And maybe you dig into your podcast stats and you are able to identify the top three cities in your state where your listeners are from. You could potentially take that information and, you know, host an event in one of those cities just to, you know, bring your listeners together, engage with them, that kind of thing. It's also particularly helpful because it allows you to think about new opportunities to market your show. So that might look like an ad in a local newspaper or a magazine. You could probably even do a guest appearance on a local radio show. You really can be creative with this one and be open to the possibilities. Like you could really catapult your show by looking at the demographics of your audience really, really closely. So keep an eye on that one. And then we have the average episode consumption rate. Now there's a stat, I can't remember exactly where I heard it from, but I think it's around a good consumption rate being around 80%. How does your consumption rate compare to this? And in case you don't know what consumption rate refers to, this refers to how long your listeners are tuning into your episode. So 80% is a good number. What does yours look like? You'll be able to pick up this information in Apple Podcasts, Spotify for podcasters. There's three different places you can pick up this data, which I'll come on to in a moment. But if your consumption rate is much lower, really look closely as to why this might be. Could it be that your episodes are too long? So for example, if you are doing episodes that are 40, 45 minutes long, and then you look at your stats and you're seeing that people are consuming up until, I don't know, the 50% mark, that means that they're tuning in for half of your episode. We don't want that. So in that scenario, you want to identify any patterns and take action. The example that I just provided I would then highly recommend that you reduce the length of your episodes to meet your listeners' listening habits. So identify the pattern, try something new. You could always test and tweak and try something else in the future. But it's about meeting your listeners where they're at. You don't want to create an episode that they're only listening halfway through. That's not what we want. And then we have listens by source. So this could be, of course, there's so many different places that people could be tuning into your podcast, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, your RSS feed, even the embeddable player. If you have show notes on your website and you embed the player, which I highly recommend, those are kind of some of the sources where people could listen to your episode. And so it's really interesting to kind of see what people's listening habits are. So for example, if it was Spotify and you had a budget for paid ads and most of your people are listening on Spotify, it might be that you use some of your marketing budget for your show to run ads on Spotify because you know that your people are on there. So that's just, you know, a bit of an example that I've just plucked out of my head. Um, So that's listens by source. And then the final one that I kind of want to dig into is website traffic. Now, there are two things to look at here. Number one, you could use a trackable URL, 
You could use a trackable URL in your episode description. An episode description is, you know, the blurb that accompanies your episode in the podcast player apps. And that allows you to kind of see how many people are clicking through to your website. Or you could also optimize your show notes so that you are able to attract new listeners via Google search. Now, I think your show notes to be picked up like with SEO and all that fab stuff should be at least a thousand words. So it won't be your bog standard key takeaways. You want to kind of take the transcript of your episode and turn that into a blog style post. So it's something that people can really take information from. So you're driving people back to your website in that way. And a great couple tools for you to use. I forgot the name of one of them, but Google search console is a good tool to kind of monitor your website traffic. And there's another one by Google. Is it Google? Google analytics, I think. So yeah, I think just have a look. There's plugins that you can use to help you capture this data, but website traffic is definitely a big, big one. And of course, if you pin your episodes to Pinterest and link it back to your website, that's another one there. So that's a bonus one there for you. Fantastic. So I hope that kind of gives you a little bit of an idea of how you can use this data to grow your show. Next, I want to kind of talk about how do you check? You might be listening, oh, this sounds really great, Rosemary, but how do I check my podcast analytics? Where can I find this information? Well, there are three places I recommend. Number one, your hosting platform. So whether you're with Libsyn, Buzzsprout, Captivate, Podbean, whoever it might be, as part of your package, they should at least have basic stats included. If you want more advanced stats, you normally pay more, um, but you should at least have basic stats included in your package. I know in Libsyn and Buzzsprout, there's a tab that says, you know, stats, statistics, you click on that and just kind of have a look. Um, you can look at it from a all-time downloads point of view. You're able to click through to see how each episode is performing. So that is your host. Number two are the podcast directories. Specifically, I am referring to Apple Podcast. If you look in your Apple Podcast Connect account, which you should have, so make sure you're utilizing the stats within Apple Podcasts. Spotify for podcasters, this is not as well known because most hosts, you can connect directly to Spotify, but just type in, I'll include the link in the show notes, Spotify for podcasters, create an account and really dig into your stats there. And then of course, Google podcasts, you can log into your account and see your stats. So those are the top three podcast directories that I would recommend that you look at. And they will provide you with data about your listeners' behaviors specific to each platform. I know it's annoying that you can't just go to one place and get the information that you need, but you know, you'll get a lot more data that you're able to kind of play around with. And then number three, we have third-party apps like Chartable. Now, if you haven't heard about Chartable, Chartable is an online tool that provides podcast analytics to podcasters. There's a free plan, which I use for myself and my clients, but there's also a paid plan as well, which I think starts at 
from about $10 a month. So it's not a huge, huge investment. The analytics are IAB certified. Head on back to the last episode, episode 62, if you're not quite sure what I mean by IAB. And, you know, signing up for Chartable is really easy. You just create an account, you add your RSS feed, which you get from your podcast host, and you'll be able to track your reviews, ratings. And what I love more is your chart rankings. They also have something called Smart Links, which automatically sends your listeners to their favorite podcast player app, which I think is really, really cool. It's So if I'm on Apple and I click on a Smart Link, it will pick up that I'm an Apple user and direct me to Apple Podcasts. This is a great way of meeting new listeners where they're at because I see a lot of people sharing either the Apple Podcast link or the Spotify link, which means that either which way they're eliminating or disregarding a new listener if they're not on that app. So this is a great way around that. I talk about promoting episodes using your show notes link, but if you do not have a website that has show notes, this is a great way to get around that. One feature from Chartable that I quite look forward to is every Monday, they will email you your chart rankings. This is a really nice thing that I like to share with my clients, whether it's a new chart ranking by country or position, it just kind of reinforces, okay, I'm doing something right. And it's a little mini win. As a podcaster, you must always celebrate your wins, no matter how small or how big. But if you haven't signed up for Chartable as yet, I highly recommend that you do. I'll include the link in the show notes so that you can get started with your free account. Now, why? (laughs) Why should you be tracking all this data? Why does it even matter? Well, I'll tell you. It matters because the data will inform how well, again, it quotes, your show is performing and specifically whether it's growing. So if you're using your podcast as part of your business's marketing strategy, as with everything else in your business, you're going to want to know what's working or not. And so your podcast analytics, your podcast stats will give you the opportunity to dig deep and uncover what's resonating with your audience so that you can in turn create more of the content that your listeners love. If an episode is obviously not doing as well as another episode, clearly that's not something that they want to hear more about. So it would make no sense for you to do more of that topic. Okay, so to recap, I've shared 10, I think it's 10, 10 metrics that you can use to monitor your show's performance. As I'm recording this episode, I think I might do, I might switch up the schedule a little bit and maybe do an episode where we delve further into the analytics section of the podcast directory app. So Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts, because I think we're to time, um, but this might be something that you find really helpful. If you do, please do let me know drop into my DMs on LinkedIn or Instagram and let me know if this is something that you would like to hear more about. Which of these metrics do you track? Or maybe you're not tracking anything at the moment. And which ones are most important to you? You know, remember in line with your goals. 
So head on over to Instagram at Too Busy to Podcast or LinkedIn as Rosemary Calendar and let me know. I really love hearing from you and chatting to you in the DMs. And if you're struggling with knowing where to even begin with creating your own podcast analytics tracker, I can help. You can have the exact same one that I use for this podcast and with my clients. Just head on over to www.toobusytopodcast.co.uk slash tracker to download your copy. Next week, we'll be talking about the three non-negotiables for growing your podcast listenership. I'll see you then. Thanks for listening to this episode of Too Busy to Podcast. I know how busy you are and I really appreciate you taking time out of your day to spend with me. If you enjoy this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media and subscribe or follow the show wherever you listen to podcasts. Until next week, keep calm and podcast. See you then.